0: Morning Prayer begins on page 3. The Lord is in his holy temple, that all the earth keep silence before him. O Lord, open thou our lips.
1: And our
2: mouth shall show forth thy praise.
0: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be,
2: world without end. Amen.
0: Praise ye the Lord.
2: THE LORD'S NAME BE PRAISED.
0: TOGETHER THE VENITY ON PAGE 9 O COME, LET US SING UNTO THE LORD, LET US HEARTILY REJOICE IN THE STRENGTH OF OUR SALVATION. LET US COME BEFORE HIS PRESENCE WITH THANKSGIVING, AND SHOW OURSELVES GLAD IN HIM WITH PSALMS. FOR THE LORD IS A GREAT GOD, AND A GREAT KING ABOVE ALL gods. IN HIS HAND ARE ALL THE CORNERS OF THE EARTH, AND THE STRENGTH OF THE HILLS IS HIS ALSO. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 72, beginning on page 426. Give the king thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness unto the king's son. Then shall he judge thy people according unto right, and defend the poor, The mountains also shall bring peace, and the little hills righteousness unto the people.
2: He shall keep the simple folk by their right, defend the children of the poor,
0: and punish the wrongdoer. They shall fear thee as long as the sun and moon endureth from one generation to another.
2: He shall come down like the rain upon the mown grass,
0: even as the drops that water the earth. In his time shall the righteous flourish, yea, an abundance of peace so long as the moon endureth. His dominion shall be also from the one sea to the other,
2: and from the river unto the world's end.
0: They that dwell in the wilderness shall kneel before him. His enemies shall lick the dust.
2: The kings of Tarshish and of the isles shall give presents The
0: kings of Arabia and Saba shall bring gifts. All kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall do him service.
2: For he shall deliver the poor when he crieth, the needy also,
0: and him that hath no helper. He shall be favorable to the simple and needy, and shall preserve the souls of the poor. He shall
2: deliver their souls from falsehood and wrong and dear shall their blood be
0: in his sight. He shall live, and unto him shall be given of the gold of Arabia. Prayer shall be made ever unto him, and daily shall he be praised.
2: There shall be a heap of corn in the earth, high upon the hills. The fruit thereof shall shake like Lebanon, and they of the city shall flourish like grass upon the earth.
0: His name shall endure for ever, his name shall remain under the sun among the posterities which shall be blessed in him, and all nations shall praise him.
2: Blessed be the Lord God, even the God of Israel, which only doeth wondrous things.
0: And blessed be the name of his majesty for ever, and all the earth shall be filled with his majesty. Amen. Amen.
2: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
0: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
1: Here beginneth the
2: twenty-fourth chapter of the Book of Job. Since times are not hidden from the Almighty, why do those who know him see not his days? Some remove landmarks. They seize flocks violently and feed on them. They drive away the donkey of the fatherless. They take the widow's ox as a pledge. They push the needy off the road. All the poor of the land are forced to hide. Indeed, like wild donkeys in the desert, they go out to their work searching for food. The wilderness yields food for them and for their children. They gather their fodder in the field and glean in the vineyard of the wicked. They spend the night naked without clothing and have no covering in the cold. They are wet with the showers of the mountains and huddle around the rock for want of shelter. Some snatch the fatherless from the breast and take a pledge from the poor. They cause the poor to go naked without clothing. And they take away the sheaves from the hungry. They press out oil within their walls and tread wine presses, yet suffer thirst. The dying groan in the city, and the souls of the wounded cry out. Yet God does not charge them with wrong. There are those who rebel against the light. They do not know its ways nor abide in its paths. The murderer rises with the light. He kills the poor and needy, and in the night he is like a thief. The eye of the adulterer waits for the twilight, saying, No eye will see me, and he disguises his face. In the dark they break into houses, which they mark for themselves in the daytime. They do not know the light. For the morning is the same to them as the shadow of death. If someone recognizes them, they are in the terrors of the shadow of death. Here endeth the first lesson.
0: Together to Dame L'Adamus on page 10. We praise thee, O God. We acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee, cherubim and seraphim, continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. Heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only Son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ, thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father, we believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Vouchsafe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded.
2: Here beginneth the second chapter of the Epistle of St. Paul to Titus. But as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine. That the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience. The older women likewise. That they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. That they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands that the word of God may not be blasphemed. Likewise, exhort the young men to be sober-minded, in all things showing yourself to be a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that one who is an opponent may be ashamed, having nothing evil to say of you. Exhort bond servants to be obedient, To their own masters to be well pleasing in all things not answering back not pilfering but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men teaching us that undenying or denying ungodliness and worldly lusts we should live soberly righteously And godly in the present age looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people zealous for good works speak these things exhort and rebuke with all authority let no one despise you. Here
1: endeth the second lesson.
0: Jubilate Deo on page 15. O oh, be joyful in the Lord all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with a song. Be sure that the Lord he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of His pasture. O go your way into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God.
2: And take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
0: O God, forasmuch as without thee we are not able to please thee, mercifully grant that thy Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord.
2: Amen good
0: morning to all it's, as I say every time I join on sunday morning the- the right way to approach the lessons for morning prayer on Sunday is to read them in in the light of the Eucharistic lessons we will have for that day, and so it's good to go take a peek at what the Epistle and Gospel is, and these morning prayer lessons, of which there's two sets in the prayer book, we choose one each Sunday. Those will um, be meditations to some degree or expansions on the thoughts of the Epistle and or Gospel. Our Gospel today is, is the story of um, the, the men who brought the, their paralyzed friend to Jesus and led him down to a roof, and Jesus saw their faith, and said your sins are forgiven, and there's a whole dialogue and, um, uh, where he, he, he equates forgiveness of sins with the command to rise and walk, and the epistle has to do with, um, it is from Ephesians, where it talks about we shouldn't walk like the Gentiles walk, and, and we should, that the, the result of our, if we see that um, raising up of the paralyzed man to walk, um, as a metaphor for the Christian life, which we in baptism, were raised in Christ to live or walk in a new way. Then Ephesians gives us the behavior that sort of comports to that. And we can then work backward to our morning prayer lessons here, um, where I, I think the Job lesson is interesting. I think a meditation that uh, Job at the beginning of 24, he says, um, why do those who who uh, know God, don't see him in their lives. And then he lists a bunch of ways that people transgress, that they live as though God were not there. <clears throat> and the Ephesians lesson uh, for, for uh, the Eucharist today talks about the Gentiles who walk in the vanity of their minds, having their understanding darkened. And so it's not perceiving the reality of things that leads to this kind of ignorant behavior that that looks for very short-term gain, but is ignorant of what God is doing and of of the long-term. And this is something, you know, part of the whole argument of Job is Job doesn't know what God is doing, and we don't always know what God is doing. Um, Job is is a, is an argument against, in a certain way, we can look at Job uh, in light of Proverbs. It's the wisdom literature, and there's a little bit of a conversation there proverbs uh presents us with something we might call retributive justice you know the righteous man is blessed you do these things good follows here's wise living that stores up you know good things for you and then we come to job where we're told job is a righteous man and uh and he's getting um he's suffering precisely because he is righteous and that's something that doesn't Fit neatly into the theology uh, into the retributive justice of Proverbs, and so it's a little bit of a dissent. And this is this is a, an enduring issue in the world. You know, why do the righteous suffer? Of course, <clears throat> the wisdom to give us an answer. It doesn't mean we always know the answer, but it's the cross where the righteous man suffered, and so all of our own suffering now can be seen in the light of the cross. And the telos of our suffering can be seen in Christ in the resurrection. Even if we have no idea what's happening in the details, why you know, Job is wondering as he, he's sitting on an ash heap with boils on his body when he he really you know, it's not that Job says I don't have any sin, but there clearly is nothing in his life that merited this kind of of um, you know this kind of uh, consequence for him. And then we get over to the Titus lesson. Uh, where he, it, it kind of connects to the Ephesians epistle in a sense that gives it a number of behavioral exhortations, exhorting old women to, <clears throat> to sort of faithfulness within their marriages and, and, uh, excuse me, the old, the old women to, um, to, uh, be, be faithful, the young women to be faithful in their marriages, the young men to be sober minded, um, showing a pattern of good words, speech, and told servants not to, uh, lash back against injustice, they suffer. <clears throat> this picks up also a theme of uh, the Peter picks up in first in Peter. And often this this idea of maintaining righteous behavior in the face of evil is criticized in our times. And we see it in some of the behavior that's very public, where people respond to wrong done to them with their own wrong. Um, we're mad. So we're going to re- we're going to burn down the city. But the the key point of, of Titus is the end of it. Why do you do all these things? Because we're looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of a great God and Savior Jesus Christ. So all Christian behavior, it's not done because it necessarily makes any sense in the short term in terms of what I hope to gain in life, although you know the case can be made that even over the extended short term, you know, doing the right thing allows you to live with a good conscience, peace of mind, tends to cultivate peace in your smaller circles. But nonetheless, if it does none of that, the ultimate reason that we, who who have been baptized into Christ and raised up to live in a new way, do this is we're looking for the blessed hope and the appearance of Christ. He will justify us. And the theme of Titus is that we'll stay blameless, so that when he appears, like our Lord who was blameless, we will be raised up in him and justified. And so, a lot of the the objections to, to to biblical Christian ethic has to do with people opting in for a short-term benefit at the expense of this long-term justification. And it should be noted, you know, that that walking in Christ doesn't mean we can't speak out against evil doesn't mean we can't tell those who are doing evil that they're wrong to do it. It means that we cannot in any way justify doing evil in response to their evil, taking justice into our own hands, and therefore becoming ourselves guilty and therefore liable to judgment when our Lord comes. And a final note on this, this is the rhythm of the Christian life. Today is the Lord's Day. Titus says, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of, of our great God and savior, Jesus Christ. The church gathers for the Eucharist on the Lord's day, always has from the very beginning of the church and Christ comes to us at the altar. And so this, this hope of the appearance of Christ is indeed a future hope that that justice will be fully enacted in the world. But also right now we experience this coming uh, to us in time in our prayer and as a church in the Eucharist every Sunday, as we gather and we live lives that are oriented towards him, we experience that future justification right now. And this fills our lives with a joy and a peace in the kingdom of God. So we're already living in this kingdom. And then we enter the world as citizens of the kingdom and we're like ambassadors our behavior is oriented towards the kingdom, not towards the world. We're witnesses, we're like aliens, and people are not going understand why we're doing what we're doing, but this is why we're doing it. And the, the main challenge of the Christian life is to get distracted from the kingdom that in which we live, the joy and peace of life in Christ, the call to faithfulness, to be distracted into some temporal concern and And be distracted from that into wrong or evil behavior to lash out to become guilty to get caught up in the anxiety of the world, and you know honestly there's a there 's an ongoing tension we 're in the world. How do we maintain that that sort of presence and connectedness in our prayer to the kingdom while engaging the world faithfully in our lives? That is the challenge of the Christian life, but um The main point is we must stay connected to Christ in our prayer to do that. And this is why we come back every Lord's Day to remember that, as Jesus says uh, to the paralyzed man today, your sins are forgiven. Rise and walk. We experience that in a new way. And we go out and live in a new way this this particular week again. So a few thoughts about today's feast and lessons. Um, We'll conclude morning prayer. this morning with the prayer of St. Chrysostom on page twenty, let us pray, Almighty God, has given us grace this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name thou wilt grant their requests. fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants as may be most expedient for them. Granting us in this world knowledge of Thy truth, and in the world to come life everlasting. Amen. The grace for our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Great to be with you this morning. See some of you at church a little bit later.
1: Peace. Thank you, Bishop. Scar- grace. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Thank you. See you later. Have a wonderful day, everybody.